ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم اما بعد there was a narration that has come in the sahih of al-imam al-bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala which mentions the event when Abu Sufyan radiallahu an was a disbeliever and he was questioned by Heraclius. As Heraclius, he asked his translator to ask Abu Sufyan in the group that he was with from the Quraysh, Ayyukum Aqrab Nasaban Bihad Rajul, Alladhi Yazhum Annahu Nabi. Which of you are closest in relation to this man who claims that he is a prophet? Qala Abu Sufyan Qult ana aqrabuhum nasaban So Abu Sufyan he said I am the closest of them all In relation to him So Heraclius commanded That Abu Sufyan be brought near to him And likewise his companions But his companions are to be made to stand behind him so Abu Sufyan is in front of Heraclius His companions are standing behind him And he said To his interpreter قُلْ لَهُمْ إِنِّي Indeed I'm going to ask him some questions. I want to ask this man some questions. If he lies to me, then declare him to be a liar. This is Heraclius speaking to the companions of Abu Sufyan who traveled with him to Sham. And he wants to ask some questions about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Abu Sufyan at the time, he's not a Muslim. He didn't accept Islam as of yet. And he was the enemy of the Prophet ﷺ at that time. So he said to the interpreter to say to the companions of Abu Sufyan, I'm going to ask this man some questions. If he lies to me, declare him to be a liar. 
Abu Sufyan he said for wallahi I swear by Allah lawla al-haya if it not if it was not for me having shame that they will say that I'm a liar lakadhabtu anhu I would have lied on This is at the time when Abu Sufyan is a disbeliever. And he said, I swear by Allah, if he was not afraid that the people would say that he is a liar, he would have lied on Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the narration is a long narration, but we want to focus on that part. He was afraid that he will be known as a liar. Because lying is a characteristic that is not praiseworthy. In Islam and in other than Islam. Lying is a disgraceful characteristic even in the times of Jahiliyyah. Because Abu Sufyan, he wasn't a Muslim. He was a disbeliever. And his companions were disbelievers. And they were the enemies of the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba. They fought against them. And still, with all of that, he did not want to be labeled or known as being a liar. The scholars, they mention that this is an indication that lying was something that was abandoned even by the disbelievers. No one wanted to have that label of being a liar. As Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah ta'ala he stated, وَفِيهِ مَا يُضُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْكَذِبِ مَذْمُومِ فِي الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ وَالْإِسْلَامِ وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ خُلُقِ الْكَرَامِ Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi he stated in this is the evidence that lying is something that is blameworthy in Jahiliyyah as well as in Islam and that it is not from the characteristics of nobility or the people who are noble and upright and have integrity Al-Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala he states وَفِي هَذَا بَيَانَ أَنَّ الْكَذِبْ قَبِيحٌ فِي الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ كَمَا هُوَ قَبِيحٌ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ Imam al-Nawi he says in this is a clarification that lying is something that is despicable in Jahiliyyah just as it is despicable in Al-Islam So Abu Sufyan, he said, he swore by Allah. And he's telling this story later on. And he says, by Allah, had it not been for shyness and being afraid that they will mention that I lied, I would have lied on the Prophet 
Meaning he would have lied on the Prophet ﷺ to make the Prophet ﷺ appear to be a liar and a false prophet. And so that no one would lean towards supporting the Prophet ﷺ against the polytheists of Quraysh. But he feared to be labeled with that label. In Islam, barakallah fikum, lying goes against having iman. And this is from the characteristics of the disbelievers. As Allah Azza wa Jalla states, إِنَّمَا يَفْتَرِي الْكَذِبِ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَاذِبُونَ Indeed, they invent the lie. Or indeed, the only ones who invent the lie are those who do not believe in the signs or the verses of Allah. Those are the ones who are the liars. Meaning that those individuals who do not believe in the verses of Allah, they do not fear any punishment from Allah Azawajal. These individuals they invent a lie against Allah Azawajal. As for the believers, the believers stay away from lying due to their faith. Due to their iman Seeking their reward for being truthful And fearing the punishment of lying Especially when it comes to lying on Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala The scholars, they mention That lying is not from the traits of the believers. And if a believer or a Muslim has the characteristic of being a liar, then this is an indication of a deficiency of the person's iman. There is a narration that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, كل خل يطبع عليه المؤمن إلا الخيانة والكذب. Every characteristic you find embedded in the believer, or the believer he has it within him. Except for al-khiyana and al-kadhib, except for betrayal and lying, the scholars they say that the meaning of this narration is that when a person's faith is strong, it will prevent him from being one who betrays another. And it will prevent him from being one who lies. This is when the person's iman is strong. 
But as for when the person's iman is weak, or a person who has no iman at all, then they are liable to lie to someone and betray someone. And this is an indication that lying to people, on people, lying about things that did not happen, betraying the trust, these things are from the major sins in Al-Islam. Because there is a negation of Iman. That the only ones who invent the lie are those who do not believe in the verses of Allah. And then here the Prophet ﷺ is negating these characteristics from the believer. Abu Bakr radiallahu an he addressed the people and he said ya ayyuhan nas iyyakum wal kadhib fa inna al kadhib mujanab al iman o people be aware of lying for indeed lying, it is that which is on the side of faith, it's not from faith. <coughs> the statement of Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he is warning the people from lying and the evils of lying. For lying is from that which goes against a person's faith. <coughs> the worst category of lying is that a person lies upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah azza wa jal, he mentions, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُوا مِمَّنْ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ And who is more oppressive? Who is more wrong than the one who invents the lie upon Allah? This is a rhetorical question, meaning that there is no one who has more dhulm, more oppression and wrongdoing than the one who lies upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is the worst type of lying. Allah Azza wa Jal, He commanded, فَاجْتَنِبُ الرِّجْزِ مِنَ الْأَوْثَانِ وَاجْتَنِبُ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ And avoid the impurities from the idols, and avoid the statement of falsehood. The noble Sheikh and scholar Muhammad Al-Amin and Shinqiti Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he said in his, tef his uh, tafsir, 
أمر في هذه الآية الكريمة باجتناب قول الزور وهو الكذب والباطل He stated that Allah has commanded in this noble verse to avoid the statement of falsehood and it is Al-Kathib It is lying and it is bottom That which is falsehood And here we find in this verse The commandment to avoid lying being mentioned right along with the commandment to avoid worshipping the idols which is an indication of the severity of lying you find the commandment in the Quran to worship Allah alone and then right next to it the commandment to be dutiful to one's parents to respect one's parents that shows the seriousness and importance of honoring your parents because it's mentioned right next to the greatest commandment which is worshiping Allah alone in this case you find the greatest prohibition the prohibition of worshiping other than Allah and then right next to it the prohibition of lying which shows that lying is from the major sins in Al-Islam. We have in the narration of Abi Bakr radiallahu an, قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَلَا أُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِأَكْبَرِ الْكَبَائِرِ Abu Bakr, he mentioned that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, should I not inform you of the greatest of the major sins? Qalu bala ya Rasulullah. They said, rather inform us. O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qala al-ishraq billah wa'ruquq al-walidayn. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the greatest of the major sins, associating partners with Allah, and being disrespectful to your parents. He was reclining. And then he sat up. وفي رواية مسلم كنا عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال ألا أنبئكم بأكبر الكبائر ثلاثة So it says that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he was reclining and then he sat up he said indeed it is the statement of falsehood and the testimony of falsehood Indeed, it is the statement of falsehood and the testimony of falsehood. And he kept repeating this statement. Indeed, it is the statement of falsehood and the testimony of falsehood. And he bearing false witness. Without a doubt, associating partners with Allah is the worst sin. And after that, disrespecting one's parents is a serious crime in Islam, a serious offense.
But the Prophet وسلم, he still was reclining when he mentioned these two things. But then when he went to mention the issue of lying, he sat up. To put emphasis on this affair. Because the people they know, worshipping other than Allah, that's serious. And the people they know, disrespecting one's parents, that's a serious affair. But the people may take lying lightly. Because it's so easy to lie. It's so easy to just tell a lie. Just say it. So the Prophet وسلم, he sat up and he kept repeating that it is the statement of falsehood and the testimony of falsehood to stress the importance of staying away from lying. So Abu Bakr, he said he's not going to be silent. And he's going to keep saying this. But the Prophet was suddenly repeating this matter was to bring awareness to the severity of lying. In a narration in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, it is mentioned, we were with the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said three times should I not inform you of the greatest of the major sins? Should I not inform you of the greatest of the major sins? Should I not inform you of the greatest of the major sins? Meaning that that which he is going to mention is something that is very serious and the people need to be mindful. On the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu an, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called Ayatul Munafiq Tharath. Ida haddatha kathib, wa ida wa'ada akhlafa, wa ida tumina khan. The Prophet sallallahu he mentioned in this narration on the authority of Abi Hurairah which is agreed upon by Al-Imam Al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim the sign of the hypocrite is three things when he speaks he lies when he makes a promise he breaks the promise and when he is trusted with an affair, he betrays the trust. The Prophet ﷺ mentioning that this is from the signs of the hypocrite is an indication that these matters are severe. And that these matters are from the major sins was not befitting for the Muslim to adorn himself or herself with the characteristics of the hypocrites. One narration the Prophet or one wording the Prophet said in Muslim. 
that this individual has the traits of the hypocrites even if he fasts and he prays and he claims that he is a Muslim. Meaning even with his prayer, even with his fasting, even with him claiming to be a Muslim, if he speaks he lies, if he makes a promise and he breaks his promise without right, if he is entrusted with something and he breaks the trust or betrays the trust, this individual he has the signs of being a hypocrite. The first thing mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, إِذَا حَدَّثَ كَذِبٍ When he speaks, he lies. In the narration of Al-Hasan ibn Ali radiyallahu anhuma, he was asked, مَا حَفِظْتْ مِنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ What did you memorize from the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم? And he was asked this question because when the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم passed away, he was a young, he was a young boy. But children, they still can memorize and remember things that were said by adults. And this is a proof of that. So he said, حَفِظْ مِنْهُ أَصِدْقُ تُمَأْنِينَ وَالْكَذِبْ رِيبًا He said, I memorized from him that truthfulness is tranquility. Truthfulness is tranquility. And lying is uneasiness. And when a person tells the truth, he's at ease. It's the truth. He's not worrying about getting busted later on for lying. Or he's going to get exposed. It's the truth. He doesn't have to constantly remember the lie that he told. Because a liar forgets his lies. Because when you lie with one lie, you got to tell another lie to cover up the first lie. And then you need a third lie to cover up this, the first and the second, and then the fourth to cover up the first three. And by the time you get to the fifth lie, you don't forget the first and the second lie. It happens like that. A person who's telling the truth, it, it, the story is always the same. It's the truth, it doesn't change. So when a person is truthful, he's at ease. But when a person is lying, there's a wavering that is within the chest or in the heart. There is a feeling of being uneased or you don't feel right. Because it's a lie, it's not the truth. A person is uptight. Because lying, it causes corruption. Lying does not bring about rectification. Look at the evil ramifications of lying. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي مَنْ هُوَ كَاذِبٌ كَفَّارٌ 
Indeed, Allah does not guide the one who is a disbelieving liar. Yes, the point disbelievers mentioned, but liars mentioned. Showing the severity of lying. Lying can cause a person's ibadah not to be accepted. As in the case of fasting. From the narration of Abi Huraira radiallahu an, مَن لَمْ يَذْعَ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِي فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَ فِي أَنْ يَذْعَ تُعَامَهُ وَالشَّرَابَهُ Whoever doesn't leave off the statement of falsehood and acting in accordance to falsehood, then Allah is not in need of him abandoning and leaving off his food and his drink. Also, what is an indication of the severity of lying? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, إِنَّ التُّجَّارُهُمُ الْفُجَّارُ Indeed, the tradesmen, the businessmen, they are the criminals. And this is not unrestricted, okay? So those brothers who are in trade, relax. Okay? So wait a minute. I was talking about me. Allah musta'an. Inna tujjar humul fujjar. Qala rajul ya Rasulullah alam yuhillillah albay'a. So a man said, Oh Messenger of Allah, didn't Allah allow buying and selling? And how could the businessmen be criminals when Allah allowed people to indulge in business transactions? The Prophet ﷺ clarified exactly who he's speaking about. فَإِنَّهُمْ يَكُولُونَ فَيَكْذِبُونَ وَيَحْلِفُونَ وَيَأْثَمُونَ He said, Indeed, they speak and they lie and they swear by Allah and they are sinful. This is the category he's, he's speaking about. Those businessmen who lie about their products. Those tradesmen who lie and they say that their product, mashallah, belady. Right? Belady. Organic. Or oh, this this car, top of the line, but it's a lemon. This stove, mashallah, this is from such and such a place. And the texture of it is such and such. Wallah. And the person is lying to sell the product. The Prophet described these type of individuals as being criminals, fujjal. People of corruption.
another narration the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam He called her, Ya Ma'shara Tujjar. Oh, businessmen. So they all gathered around. And he looked at the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said, Inna Tujjar yuba'athuna yawm al-qiyama fujjaran illa man ittaqa wa barra wa sadaqa. He said, indeed, the businessmen will be resurrected on the day of judgment as criminals. Except for the one who fears Allah and he is righteous and he speaks the truth in his business transactions. The shahid or the point that the lying is the issue here. The person not being truthful, the person saying something and the reality is opposite of what he's saying, can cause a businessman to be resurrected as a criminal on the day of judgment. The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, Alaykum bisidq. Upon you is being truthful. And this is being truthful in all affairs. Upon you is being truthful. And be truthful with Allah Azawajal. Be truthful with yourself. Be truthful with others. Wives are to be truthful to their husbands. Husbands are to be truthful to their wives. The children should be truthful to the parents. Parents are truthful to the children. We, we have to implement truthfulness when we deal with one another and in our actions and in our beliefs we have to be truthful <laughs> for indeed truthfulness it guides to righteousness and righteousness it guides to the paradise وَمَا يَزَالُ الرَّجُلْ يَصْدُقُ وَيَتَحَرَّ الصِّدْقَ حَتَّى يُكْتَبْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ صِدِّيقًا And the person will not cease to be truthful and strive to be truthful until he is written with Allah as a person who is truthful. وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْكَذِبِ And be aware of lying. فَإِنَّ الْكَذِبْ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْفُجُورِ وَإِنَّ الْفُجُورِ يَهْدِي إِلَى النَّارِ And be aware of lying, for indeed lying, it leads or guides a person to corruption, and corruption leads a person to the hellfire. وَمَا يَزَارُ الرَّجُلْ يَكْذِبُ يَتَحَرَّ الْكَذِبُ حَتَّى يُكْتَبْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَذَّابًا and a person will not cease to continue to lie and strive to lie until he is written with Allah as a habitual liar. Who wants to be written as a habitual liar with Allah Azawajal? This is from the evil effects of lying. 
that you lie in your speech and it can lead to the corruption in your actions. They have an old saying, if you lie, you'll steal. If you lie, you'll steal. And meaning that if you lie, it will open up the door to other evils. And that's the nature of sin, especially the sin of lying. When you start to lie, it opens up the door to matters of corruption in your character and your behavior. And now, as a result of the lies, you leave that path of righteousness, the path that leads to the paradise, and now you start to traverse upon the path of corruption, which leads to the hellfire. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, إِنَّ الْأَبْرَارَ لَفِي نَعِيمٌ وَإِنَّ الْفُجَّارَ لَفِي جَحِيمٌ Indeed, the righteous, they are in bliss. And indeed, the corrupt, they are in hell. Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala, he says that the righteous, they are in bliss in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. In both worlds, they are in the na'im, the bliss. And the fujar, they are in the jaheem, they are in punishment. In this life as well as in the hereafter. So in the previous narration, being truthful leads to righteousness. So if you are truthful, it will lead to you being righteous and being righteous will allow you to enjoy the bliss of this dunya and the bliss in the hereafter. But if you lie and you are not truthful, it will lead you to becoming corrupt and Allah mentions that the corrupt people are in the jaheem. And that's for this dunya as well as the hereafter. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا مَأَ الصَّادِقِينَ All you who believe, fear Allah and be with those who are truthful. So Allah commanding us to be with those who are truthful, it is a warning against lying and being with people who are liars. If you accompany the truthful, bi'ithnillahi ta'ala, that will have a positive effect upon you. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, Al-mar'u ala dini khalilihi, falyandur ahadukum an yukhalil. That the person is upon the religion of his friend. So let each one of you look at who you take as a friend. If you, as an example, are with people who drink and party, you more than likely will start to drink and party even if you didn't drink and party previously. If you are hanging out with people who don't pray, you more than likely will become a person who will stop praying. You have to be careful of the people you take into your companionship, the people in your circle. Because 
people influence one another in a good way, in a positive way, or in a negative way. So Allah commands us, be with those who are truthful. Meaning don't be with the wicked liars and the corrupt people. Be with people who are truthful, be with people who are upright. Because the truthful and the upright, they remind one another about Allah Azza wa Jal. This doesn't mean that they are free from sin and they don't make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But the truthful, they're striving to be righteous. Striving to please Allah Azza wa Jal. But the liars, the wicked and the likes, their life is corruption. Their life is seeking to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not looking to be upon the path of righteousness. So Allah says, O oh, you who believe, fear Allah and be with those who are truthful. So being with those who are truthful is from Iman and it is from Taqwa. So be aware of accompanying people who are liars and corrupt, who are disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because unfortunately they can corrupt you. The Prophet sallallahu in one narration he gave an example of having of the righteous friend and the corrupt friend. The righteous friend is like a person who he sells perfume or good musk oil either you're going to purchase some from him or he's going to give you some as a gift or just being in the presence of this individual you're going to get a good fragrance on you this is the example of having a righteous friend and the example of the wicked friend the corrupt friend is the example of a blacksmith that blows into the bellows you know, when they're making the, the iron or the steel or a weapon, and they have to, you know, heat, heat the steel so that they can mold it, what's going to happen is you being in the, in the, uh, the presence of this individual, he's going to burn your clothes. Or just being in that presence of the individual, you're going to have a repugnant and evil smell from being in that environment. This is the example of having corrupt friends. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned عَلَيْكُمْ بِالصِّدْقِ فَإِنَّهُ مَعَ الْبِرِّ وَهُمَا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْكَذِبِ فَإِنَّهُ مَعَ الْفُجُورِ وَهُمَا فِي النَّارِ Upon you is being truthful or upon you is truthfulness for indeed truthfulness is with righteousness and both of them are in the paradise. And be aware of lying, for indeed lying is with corruption, and both of them are in the hellfire. Another narration, the Prophet ﷺ, he stated, or a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and said, Ya Rasulullah, ma amalu ahl al-jannah. O Messenger of Allah, what are the actions of the people of paradise? And this is a good question. 
coming from this companion. Asking about the actions of the people of paradise so that he can perform them and be from the people of paradise. For the believer should have concern for his hereafter. It's not only about this dunya. Some people think it's only about working, making money, having a good time, and living life. Okay, and then after that, then what? There's nothing else? That's it? This is why we constantly have the reminder in the Quran of death, the constant reminder of Yomul Qiyamah, the constant reminder of standing in front of Allah, so that we do not become caught up in the life of this world as if this is it right here. So we see the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een, and they are examples for us, they are the best of the Muslims, and they are the example for the Muslims who came after them. They had great concern for their hereafter. So the man he comes and says, O Messenger of Allah, what are the actions of the people of paradise? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, As-Sidq, إِذَا صَدَقَ بَرَّ وَإِذَا بَرَّ آمَنَ وَإِذَا آمَنَ دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he responded, that the actions of the people of paradise, truthfulness. When a person is truthful, he is righteous. And when a person is righteous, he believes. And when a person believes, he enters into the paradise. Qala ya Rasulullah, wa ma'amilu ahlin nar. O Messenger of Allah, what are the actions of the people of the hellfire? This is from the intelligence of this companion. You need to know both the good and the evil. Know the good so that you can practice it, and know the evil so that you can stay away from it. And this is how the texts in the Quran and the Sunnah are. Encouraging the good, warning against the evil. So the Sahabi, he asked, O Messenger of Allah, what are the actions of the people of the hellfire? Qala al-kathib. Ida kathaba al-abd fajara, wa ida fajara kafara, wa ida kafara dakhala al-nar. Or kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded, the actions of the people of the hellfire is lying. For when the servant lies, he becomes corrupt. And when he becomes corrupt, it can lead him to disbelieving. And when he disbelieves, he will enter into the hellfire. Lying is a characteristic that was most hated to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As mentioned by our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, قالت ما كان خلق أبغض إلى رسول الله Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam من الكذب 
لقد كان الرجل يكذب عنده الكذبة فما تزال في نفسه حتى يعلم أنه قد أحدث منها طوبة Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned, there's no characteristic that was more hated to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam than lying. The Prophet hated lying. He despised it. Aisha radiallahu anha went on to mention that a man will lie. In the presence of the Prophet wasallam, And the Prophet knows he's lying And the Prophet would not cease to have something in himself against that person Until he knew that that person made toba from that lie That's a serious affair That the Prophet wasallam would have something in himself And we know the Prophet wasallam was a man who had the utmost uh, character his, He was the, the, the epitome of good character As Allah Azawajal mentions وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ And indeed you And you O Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasallam You are upon exalted character With that If the Prophet knew someone lied He would have something in his heart against that person Until he knew that the person made tawbah from the lie. And likewise, the companions, they follow suit. As in the narration of Aisha radiallahu anha, مَا كَانَ خُلُقْ أَبْغَضْ إِلَىٰ إِلَىٰ أَصْحَابِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم مِنَ الْكَذِبِ And there was no characteristic more hated to the companions of the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم than lying. So the Sahaba, they were like the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And likewise, we have to be the same. The things that Allah He dislikes, we must dislike. The things that Allah love, we must love. The things that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam dislike, we must dislike. And the things that He love, we must love. This is a part of Iman. But when we find ourselves loving the things that Allah dislikes, and disliking the things that Allah loves, and loving the things that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam dislike, and liking and loving, uh, or disliking that which he sallallahu alaihi wasallam loved, there's a problem with the faith. There's a problem with our hearts. We need to get checked out. <coughs> May Allah subhanahu wa taala give us all tawfiq to be from the truthful and protect us from being from the liars and the characteristics of the wicked and the hypocrites whatever is correct the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and whatever is incorrect it is from myself wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu